you and Danae are going to be in Spider-Man 3. So I'm pretty, yes, you know, pretty I didn't excited know if you saw that. that. Yeah, we well, are... I mean, isn't everyone? <laughs> Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and I'm joined, as always, by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. Ho, ho, ho! We write for CinemaSins and TV Sins and do various okay? other things inside okay, the CinemaSins universe as well. Oh, yeah. You can cut that out. I can't cut that out. But now Not I have anymore. to leave it in. <laughs> Thanks, Danae. Yeah, that's why I was like trying to. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 I, I was more interested in the fact that we had already said that we were going to wish people a happy Hanukkah because this will be coming oh, out yeah. like mm-hmm. on the seventh of the eight crazy nights, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and in and, and you went with ho 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 as your <laughs> you went with Santa Claus. I'm ho throwing <laughs> instead of anything Hanukkah related. Do, would you know anything Hanukkah related to say? You know, dreidel, of, dreidel, dreidel. Yeah, something about a dreidel, maybe, or I would definitely say spin that dreidel yo or something like that. Yeah. But at the same yeah. time, My- I know just enough to be offensive and so i thought that right throwing, yeah. throwing some hose around was better my initials <laughs> my initials spelled jew so i used to get hanukkah cards because my kids oh. my friends are funny yeah I guess. are they i, I no I knew, not at all they're really i knew not. it was um hanukkah because one of my D players is like hey can we start our game earlier so we can finish before sundown it's kind of mm-hmm. important to me and at first i was like I didn't know it was Hanukkah related, so I was mm-hmm. like, vampire? Because <laughs> it's it's just, I didn't realize he was uh-huh. Jewish, so yeah. that's cool. And and so now I'm trying to um, honor what uh, he needs, and I'm super excited about it, too. I'm like, yeah. yeah, let's figure out a way to make it happen or skip a week, whatever Hanukkah's cool, though, right? I don't want to sound like an idiot talking about it, but it's cool. I just feel like it's more, I don't know, organized, I guess. Like, I just, I don't know. Like, Christmas is so many different things. To so many different people, but Hanukkah is just like seems more focused and just like this is what we're doing. Well, and uh, Hanukkah traditions cool. are so much older than Christmas traditions. And oh, I yeah. and, and I learned this uh, how much uh, older they are recently when I uh, just a couple years ago with the man who invented Christmas. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's a great movie. It's 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 really good. But I hadn't realized until I saw that movie how recent Christmas traditions are. Like he really did invent Christmas like in the late 1800s. Like it, it mm-hmm. just wasn't a thing that was celebrated until like just over 100 years ago. And I'm just like mind blown, um, you know, because I just thought this was like an ancient tradition. Uh, you know, that we celebrated because obviously, you know, Jesus' uh, birth is said to have taken place, you know, two millennia ago. Uh, and so I just assumed that there was some sort of quote unquote Jesus' birth Christmas, you know, celebration. And it, it really hasn't been what we know of it today until very, very recently, as opposed to Hanukkah, which I think has been around much longer than that. But I like Danae, am just dangerous enough that I might be offensive to somebody. And yeah. so I get, I get very, you know, <sighs> Me too. nervous uh, about talking about it because it is not my. Uh, my faith it's not necessarily what I celebrate and so my lack of knowledge about it um, can can peek through <laughs> I think it's exciting me for me because I have somebody that's in my circle now that mm-hmm. I can learn from so my first response was yeah sure let's make it work and then my second response was tell me more <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so. I love that yeah that curiosity so uh, so yeah so happy Hanukkah uh, if you are celebrating spin the dreidel once for us or however that works and I've, I've already <laughs> no, I've already Aaron, done it I've already done it I just said I didn't want to do it and I just <laughs> and went ahead it. and did it I just you went ahead it. and did it <laughs> we've got a couple announcements that we want to make uh, before we get into the show as well yeah, yeah, Danae yeah. tell us about the first one okay the first one is that um, on YouTube we have a we've had a syncast 
uh, YouTube page where Syncast has been uploaded. I believe they and, call them channels or something oh, like that. Right, right, right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, is that how it works? Channels? <laughs> something. Uh, we've had an additional uh, playlist there where we also have our Behind the Sins shows. And so we have an audience listening on YouTube every week. We just wanted to give you guys a heads up that we have changed the Syncast channel's name to the Cinema Sins Podcast Network to make it a little bit uh, easier and clearer that it is one source for multiple shows. So now it's not just going to be Syncast and Behind the Sins. We've also added the uh, Starting Now podcast, which is also like the Barry podcast Mm -hmm. um, for uh, Chris and Barrett. And there may be more down the line. But for right now, um, if you try to look for Syncast on YouTube and whatever reason it doesn't like work correctly or you see changes, don't freak out. That's the scoop. So technically, this is our first episode as an official part of CSPN, right? Like yeah. this is, this is so- coming, coming soon, CSPN2. And CS, CSPN, the Ocho. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely correct. The oh, other, my gosh. The other thing uh, I wanted to mention right off the bat, maybe falls into a little bit of the category of you done messed up, A.A. Ron. But uh, we started a process with our podcast provider of allowing advertisers to advertise within Behind the Sins as a way to support this podcast and what happens here. Uh, I did not realize necessarily that that was starting last week. And so it may have been a surprise to you to hear an advertisement uh, pop up in the middle of the podcast. We try to keep them right after Sinside Scoop, right between Sinside Scoop and uh, Keeping Tabs. And so I wanted to say, first of all, should have educated you better on that, should have told you that that was coming and that that might have been a thing that you would end up hearing. Uh, And second of all, to say thank you uh, for allowing us to do that, to support what goes on here and the time and energy that we spend in this. Beyond that, if you don't want to hear that ad, you don't have to. In fact, our uh, Sin Club members don't hear those ads uh, in their podcast feed. So if you are a member of Sin Club and maybe you've been subscribing to the main feed instead of your Sin Club feed, uh, that might be a reason to subscribe to your Sin Club feed uh, that you have access to just from being a member of the Sin Club uh, because those ads uh, don't pop up in there. So if you're interested in the ad-free version of the podcast, you can certainly become a Sin Club member at our Patreon. Oh, and also, if you know of a business that would like to advertise with us so we can do host Fred, let us know. <laughs> yeah, I did see somebody somebody had mentioned also that they like it better when the hosts, you know, read the ads. And we we agree. We would love sure. to do host Fred ads. We just have not been approached uh, by any companies to do those. We're not, we're not going to be approached by a dreidel company. Aaron ruined that. <laughs> yeah, kind of ruined that one. So apologies there. But yes, we would love that as well. And in fact... You know, if we had enough companies that wanted to advertise specifically with us that we could do host red ads for, we would certainly replace those the inner, ads. Like the national mm-hmm. style ads. Yeah. And I will also say we have a high level of customization on those ads where we can pick categories that we allow, don't allow, those kind of things. So if you do hear an ad that you're like, I don't know if that matches up with something you guys want to be advertising or whatever, please let us know about that. Yes. Um, because we we believe we have customized those ads. I think the one I heard was BetterHelp, which we are all on board, you know, advertising for BetterHelp, however that looks like. 
So, but let us know if you think one doesn't quite match up with uh, who we are, because we'd love to know about that as well. It's kind of a new new thing we're kind of going into with you. So thank you for your patience mm-hmm. as we kind of walk in the, into that together. But it really is valuable for us to be able to have the time and energy we spend on the podcast uh, result in some revenue. So we appreciate there's that. Like these, uh, there's like mile markers for a podcast, you know, getting uh, support from fans, like on a membership platform like Patreon. That's a big help. Um, then there's like, you know, crossing that year of releasing consistent content. And that's a big one. Yeah. Um, the first host read ad it also really exciting. We had one opportunity so far, Correct. Uh, but then being able to turn on a little bit of a revenue stream for the show is a kind of a big deal. So we're excited about it, but we also know it might be a change. Of course, if you like uh, have feedback or questions or whatever, you know how to reach out to us. Absolutely. So thank you for listening. I've even got my uh, You Done Messed Up A.A. Ron shirt on today. Uh, so well, just... you didn't mess up. We didn't know I don't what was know. happening. I feel like... I feel Whoa, like... that's what's on your shirt? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's awesome. I'm wearing that. But no, I, I appreciate that, Danae. It, is, it just can feel that way when something happens and it's a surprise to people and you know you could have maybe you know, said something ahead of time. So, but thank you for your patience. Thank you, if nothing else, for continuing to listen and support what goes on here at Behind the Sins. Uh, We love doing this, uh, and absolutely, that will remain the focus. None of the, no advertising will ever change our ability to deliver the exact show we want to deliver to you. So uh, I hope you know that as well, and uh, and we appreciate you. So let's get into it, move into the Sin Side Scoop. What's he building in there? We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, and how we felt about the stuff we were sending in general. We will start off with TV Sins, of course, in Mandalorian, uh, the new season, still doing the Insta-Sin and having a good time with it. Uh, the episode that we were doing last week and talking about this week, even though there's a new one that just came out this weekend, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as it continues to be confusing as to which one we're talking about, is the Siege. We're talking about the Siege, and if I am uh, remembering correctly, that's the one where Gina Carano comes back, and they kind of have those... Uh, that little side quest as they are going uh, and uh, on Carl Weathers and Carl the, Weathers the yeah. macaroons oops <laughs> the macarons macaroons the macarons <laughs> what yeah. the- there's two different kinds of cookies and apparently we said the wrong one uh, apparently apparent- we were- so apology for our Those lack were- of cookie oh, knowledge I'm sorry yeah no actually it was weird uh, Barrett Barrett actually, I, I, that's my fault. Barrett put cookie in there and uh, I changed it to macaroons because I thought that's what they were. Yeah. And that's what I kept seeing on uh, like social media and stuff. So, but so apparently there's a difference. And diff- I've had macaroons. They look like that. Well, maybe you had macarons or maybe whatever. I, I don't I don't know. I, I And I could be saying that wrong, but apparently there's a type that only has one O and there's a type that has two O's, like the runes and the rons. I don't know. I give up. Yeah. All that all that matters is that we were I'll we see were you taken guys later. to the cleaners. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We were taken to the cleaners on Twitter about it. <laughs> or no, yeah. on the comments, I mean. In the comment section. I, yeah, I I've, I've chosen just not to read YouTube comments on anything Star Wars related, so <laughs> It's not too bad. Actually, the Mando comments have been overall really good. Uh, people are really having a fun time. And in fact, on a recent That's one, good. somebody said, man, I'm really liking the, the, the direction the channel is going with the Mandalorian stuff. Like the cool. idea of sending stuff as it comes out, I think people are really enjoying that. So yeah, um, well, that is that is 100% me because, yeah, Barrett definitely put cookie in there and I changed it. <laughs> nice. Well, that's just how the cookie crumbles. Uh, so let's get into it and first talk about if there are any further thoughts on how you're feeling about Mandalorian in general, about 
about this specific uh, specific episode. Uh, either of you have any specific thoughts? I'm not sure I, I do. I'm enjoying it. I, I do feel like, of course, this is after this episode. I feel like they're getting more into like a a, a major storyline, or you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think they're doing a little bit better job of that this year than they did in the first season. Although the first season was kind of just setting everything up, so maybe that's not a valid comparison. But I'm still really enjoying it. Like I think it keeps getting better, which is obviously a a good thing. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm kind of irritated. We only have after this weekend, we only have one episode left. Uh, yeah. And uh, I don't think they're going to wrap up much. So I'm a little irritated about that, but uh, you know, well, and you've also got the recent and like, you know, giant dump of star Wars information from Disney about all yeah. the shows they're doing. And it's like, yeah. it, it, that's only possible yeah. because of how well the Mandalorian has done. And, yeah. you know, hats off to John Favreau for doing it twice for Disney for starting the Marvel universe and like kickstarting well, the, the Disney TV universe. And we should also talk about how star Wars. Um, you and Danae are going to be in Spider-Man three. So I'm pretty, yes, you know, I pretty didn't know if you saw that, that but uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we well, are. I mean, isn't everyone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Seems like it. Um, I would say that this is the only, this is a little dip in interest. This particular episode was a little dip in interest for mm-hmm. me. Um, it just didn't capture me like some of the others have, but that's okay. Like, it's a, it's a solid season so far that I'm really, really enjoying. Yeah. And even though we really tease the side quest thing, I, I genuinely am kind of loving it it Mm -hmm. just it's a fun adventure this one fell apart for me more than others though with it just it just seemed incredibly questionable that uh, this particular like mission to go to this place and it was surprising Mm -hmm. all the things that were happening i don't know it just felt a little bit more forced and it also does the thing that i really don't like which is where mando for whatever reason leaves baby odes behind i and then this case it's like in a school and thankfully um, I, I really thought that they were going to do the cliche where somebody shows up at the school and attacks and takes the baby or mm-hmm. whatever. And they didn't yeah. do that. So it wasn't super predictable, but I'm still, it still doesn't make sense to me why sometimes he's okay with leaving him behind and sometimes he's okay with keeping him. And so I wish there was a little consistency there because the whole like, ah, he'll be safe. He'll be fine. We're going to go to a volcano. I don't know. Just some, sometimes yeah, the no. story just, cha- it, it's too sure. convenient. And this is one of those. Ex- uh, they left him behind episodes. so they could have the, the cookie joke. That was like the only reason he got left and, behind. And the teal vomit. Don't forget. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's yeah, that's part of it, I guess. That may be he was already cu- back on the ship when that happened. The, but yeah, no, he had to get the cookies. That may be one of the cutest moments of the show so far when he's like riding the roller coaster in the ship and then yep. throws like it's just so adorable. Like Well, just right before that where Barrett, you know, Barrett put the, the took the scent off because it was like there's only so much adorable I can take. Right. And yeah, he's exactly. just with his hands yeah. in the air. Yeah. And it was yep. pretty it was crazy. Uh this was a, a Cher Watkins script. Uh Barrett and Jonathan writing on this one. Um yeah, so Danae, why don't you uh, kick us off heading into the video with some of the stuff that uh, you pulled out? Well, I was looking at the video and also reading the script, um, and I had to pull up this one because uh, at um, the, the lead-in, you know, what we tell the mm-hmm. editors that's happening on the screen that we're referencing as we're putting our videos together, uh, the sin is, I just want to point out that she had a lethal weapon the entire time, uh, but just wanted to wrestle to the point of nearly dying, which is dumb. Um, but the lead-in was she shoot butt face. <laughs> so like what's happening in the screen? She shoot butt face. And I just sometimes our notes in our yeah. script writing yeah. are the best. <laughs> um, uh, I just realized Mando is like the kid who's been at college for the past two months and comes home with all the dirty laundry for his mom to wash. Mm-hmm. Love that one. Yep, me too. Uh, the, oh man, if they screw this up, the, uh, they screw up this heating core, the Balrog is going to be pissed. <laughs> Hey, Another did I, did I, I mispronounce uh, Balrog? 
Uh, what did I just say? You said Balrog, and I believe oh, it's Balrog. I, I, well, no, I think I said Balrog in the in the video as oh, well, and Balrog. I think it is Balrog. And so now Balrog. I feel like I have to an look idiot. It up every time it's in yeah. a script because I always forget what it I think is. It's Balrog, B A U L. Yeah, but uh, but here on the script it says B A L. I don't know. It well, doesn't it's matter spelled B A L, I believe, okay. but I think it's Balrog. pronounced Balrog. Um, Let's let's ask uh, Gandalf. He's joining us today, so we can just kind of G- get it straight Gandalf from the end. Gandalf or Gandalf? Gandalf. Uh, <laughs> Gandalf. Gandalf. <laughs> um, and then when he throws up, I did enjoy this episode, but there are only so many beats you can uh, see coming from a mile away. This little spit up joke, uh, ding! It's my job. This is the way. I just yeah. really enjoyed that. This is the weighing. That this is the way. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, all. I, you mentioned a lot of what I had. Um, I I love the this little dude gets exactly what he deserves for eating uh, macaroons. We're gonna say in class, even though that's wrong. Uh, the C three teacher unit really needs to get control of its student population. Um, I thought that was great. Uh, and then the uh, when did when did Din give grief cl- the clearance to call him Mando anyway? That's like something someone calling me Ronnie, and I did not <laughs> consent to that, Carlos. Uh, I thought it was really funny. Um, and let's see the, uh, after this crew member's mistake for the jeans guy, cause we haven't talked about jeans guy yet, who by the way, doesn't exist in this episode anymore. They edited him out. Uh, if you go back I and know, watch him now, so sad. RIP. Oh. uh, but the idea that John Favreau made all of them dress as stormtroopers, even the grip set designers and catering staff, which sucks. Have you ever tried to plate a dozen veggie burritos and pita chips for a cast with all that armor on? I thought it was really funny. Um, and at some point, I really do need to have someone explain how armor works. Uh, I thought it made me laugh quite a bit as well. Yeah, yeah that was good. I don't know why editing that guy out irritates me, but it does for some reason. Like, I think that <laughs> you should, like, we have too much power these days. Just leave it in there. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's part of it, right? It's you like, know, once I, we, I, we certainly have made mistakes. People have let us know in videos yeah. before, and we just, we just leave them up there. We don't take them down and we put do. up new versions. I just, so. I don't know why, like, somebody, like, took the time and energy, paid somebody. To, like, it's just weird. It's like, just, who cares? Like, right, exactly. It's kind of fun. And everybody had fun with it and thought it was funny. Like, people weren't complaining about it. So what? You know, Khaleesi has a Starbucks cup. We get and it. I'm sure <laughs> things <cares>. happen. <laughs> people were creating, like, char- making him, like, a character and they make mm-hmm. their yeah. He became part of lore. Now he's gone. Yeah. I think they just actually announced a new show for him on Disney Plus, though. Um, <laughs> so I think that was in there somewhere. And he's going to be in Spider-Man 3. Uh, what about you, Jonathan? Any others you wanted to mention? Um, yeah, just claiming the Werner Herzog the Werner Herzog bit was an outtake from Jack Reacher. I thought that was really funny. Uh, sending Grief's beard for going completely gray. Um, Massaholian. Mm-hmm. I, I quite enjoyed... Um, it's like they're not even trying to activate my lightsaber was interesting because that was one. Did you add something to it? No, I think Danae just said change the time because I can't remember. Or did you change it, Aaron? That's it? That was an improv. That was what it was. Yeah, Yeah, because it was just like straight up like I can't masturbate or something, right? Yeah, yeah, get it up or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so I just made it Star Wars-y. Yeah. yeah, Aaron improv a lot on this one, and uh, Barrett even noted, I think we've created a monster, because <laughs> uh, the midichlorian thing was... Uh well, okay. that was just you doing. That was just you doing different takes. Okay, right? so and yeah, they, so I have that in my uh, keeping tabs uh, that I was going to talk okay. about. That we can talk about it now if you want. I have a different keeping tab I can do, but that was one of the strangest uh, review processes ever. Because yes, I did three takes on that with different versions, thinking they would pick the one that they thought was the funniest. 
mm-hmm. and they just they left them all in as is, like just one after the other after the other. <laughs> it was great, and I mean, I guess it worked for everybody. When I listen to it, I can hear that I'm doing different takes. Yeah. You know, so for me, it doesn't quite work because I know in my mindset, but I guess apparently if you listen to it, it just sounds like I'm just continuing to rant. Uh, I just so. like the idea that we just, I don't think we've ever done that before. Where we just made like our, our main sin and the alts one sin. And that's kind of <laughs> what, that's kind of like if we did that, that's kind of what this would have been. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. Um, I've been meaning to ask you about your social media comments it was really fun. <laughs> uh, we don't need to get into all that, but it was really, that was a really good way of addressing it. Mm hmm. I thought, you know, without getting into it, uh, the midsummer outtake, I just wanted to say that was, uh, Bear put that in. That was almost just as wrong as, uh, the mist outtake. Right. Just want yeah. to throw that out there. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. It was, that was, oh my God. When it cut to her, I didn't even think about it when I read the script, but then when I was watching the video and it cut to, um, it cut to her reacting to the fall, I was like, oh yeah. no. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> that is oh, not right. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, no, this has been a lot of fun. I'm glad we're continuing to do this. And, Me too. Uh, and yes, with all the Disney Plus TV show announcements, I have a feeling uh, we have been given well, we've been given work for you, many years to come. <laughs> my favorite thing about that, though, was somebody who was saying that, like, great, right as my uh, subscri- my free year is going to end, like, all these shows are going to come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the I think Corona Corona put a lot of like like it did with everybody. Corona put a lot of you know stuff in their plans. So yeah. Um, I think we would have had more stuff by now if not for that. But it, it was kind of funny that somebody mentioned that. I'm like, yeah, you're probably right. Yep. Uh, let's move on to Friends, uh, the one with the holiday armadillo. This was a Dicer Watkins script. It is also Danae's favorite show. Um, so let's talk a little bit about Friends and how awful is this episode? This, like, It's bad. I've never seen this episode. I've I have no point of reference at all for what it is, and so the the sins video is the first time I'm interacting with the storyline at all. So can you? So is the idea that Ross's child is trying to understand more about like the traditions of Christmas? Or? Well, you know, it's really interesting. On this episode, we're talking about this after we said Happy Hanukkah, right? That's, because it's uh, yeah, there's a lot of Hanukkah talk so in this episode. Yeah, Ross okay. wants Ross is thinking about since his kids that his kids going to be he's going to have Ben for Christmas. Usually, his ex wife has him. Okay, so because he's going to have Ben for Christmas, he's like, why don't I uh, this year? I'll use this year to teach him about Hanukkah. And then what happens is Ben actually gets a little upset because he takes it to mean that Santa's not coming because he's been bad. And then so Ross is like, oh, never mind. We'll do Christmas regular. Tries to go get a Santa costume. They don't have any. So he ends up in this armadillo costume. And through that process, he still decides to try to teach them about Hanukkah. It's really a long-winded way to get around to something that's not funny. Um, And one thing I will say about this episode on this rewatch that I'd never noticed before... Uh, Jennifer Aniston and Lisa Kudrow seem to be like on a completely different show in this episode and they're actually like doing a really good job. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I just kind of wish the, cause that's the thing we've covered a lot of episodes where, cause Aniston is really, really good on this show. Like she is so good on this show mm-hmm. and her and Kudrow play off each other really well. But we seem to do these episodes where Rachel is either not a focus or if she is, it's like she's doing something insane. Yeah. So it was kind of nice that we actually had an episode to be like, no, see, Jennifer Aniston's actually really good because there's that great where she's trying to explain to Phoebe that the wall's been broken down. And she's like, are you mm-hmm. do you not understand where I'm going here? You know, it's like this is really it was really genuinely funny moment. 
but 90% of the episode is that armadillo crap, and it's it's just, it's not funny. Chandler coming in as Santa Claus isn't funny. It doesn't even make sense, and we send that. Well, the, I mean, and Joey coming in as Superman makes the least sense. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, it's just, all that all that is so misguided, and it, and it takes away from what even works in the episode, which is Cooter and Aniston, who get this, like, you know, B plot that nobody mm. cares about. But uh, yeah. I don't even know what they were doing. Um, so not that we, it matters. <laughs> there was a storyline story arc where uh, I can't remember what happened. Was there a fire? There's another wall or something. <sighs> they're well, they're, they're going to move in together. That's you know they they had they were living together. I think there was a fire, and then so Rachel had to move in with Joey. Phoebe moved in with Ross. Like this probably happened six episodes before. Okay. So I don't remember, and it's been a while since I've seen it. So this was the episode where they were getting the apartment back, and then it ends up being Phoebe lives by herself after that, and then they have this whole big arc where Rachel lives with Joey, which is kind of a cool matchup, by the way, until they decide to make them a romantic relationship. Potential, mm-hmm. yeah. potential, which doesn't that doesn't work. But um, oh my god! So that's what was going on. So that's why. So when they. When the built when they when they fixed her apartment back up, they took out a wall that had been illegally put up. Yeah. Uh, by her, I guess her grandmother. I think is what I get confused. Whose relation is? Yeah. Was there? And then and then of course we get the jokes about Phoebe's dead mom, which is just awesome because that happens. Yeah. Apparently every all the episode. suicide jokes. Yeah. Oh my god. Yep. Uh, yeah. So Danae, uh, since Jonathan and I wrote on this, did you have anything about the sins video? You want to talk yeah, about? My, my my first note is what the fuck is going on? Why is he an armadillo? But then after <laughs> I hope that, I explained it well. Yeah, you did. Um, I wrote down a few things. Uh, the laughing at your own jokes was the ha 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 at the end. Another one of your little embellishments, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Dicer. I improved that laugh. Yeah, so I wrote that funny. down. That was perfect. Yeah, yeah, it worked out so well. Um, and then uh, Santa has reindeers that can fly. But if I can trust the internet and really how could you not his reindeer aren't born with the ability to fly but are fed especially concocted reindeer food made from magical fungi <laughs> which i love because i think this is like from a movie it's like a movie reference that i remember oh do you I, remember I always, that in a movie i i yeah. that was my other keeping tabs so <laughs> I, I may i may have them both gone but yeah that was just research i did i just did some okay. research on the reindeer flying we can get to that later but yeah, yeah. so so those are the ones I, I liked the rest of it is not that it's trash it's this that i'm glad to move on from friends <laughs> yeah yeah and you know honestly uh culture is kind of moving on from friends too when we when we started sending these a uh, year and a half ago or whatever uh, it was right in that like friends on Netflix. Everybody's, you know, binge like the new generation is finding friends yeah. and they think it's hilarious. And I've been seeing a lot of stuff recently where it's like, actually, guys, friends isn't that good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you know, we all kind of get there eventually. Yeah, it'll be. I think a lot of people are watching it because it is it is in reruns and stuff or it's available on streaming mm-hmm. services. I guess it's on HBO Max now, maybe. But uh, so people are watching it from the beginning and they're like, wait, you guys found this funny? Like, I see a lot of right. that, you know, right. on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and I still I mean, I mean, we're doing this out of context, too. We're doing episodes. We're picking them. You know, I mean, if you know, mm-hmm. so there, there are still things that work. But no, it's definitely it doesn't hold up the way you would think it would. Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny to watch, uh, you know, kind of the the evolution of how culture feels about certain properties yeah. and the the front lash, the backlash, the backlash to the backlash, the backlash to the backlash to the backlash. You know, it's just interesting to to see how kind of people shift around because, yeah, once once everybody's like, you know, Friends is pretty awful. Then I'm like, yeah, but those actors are pretty amazing. And there's a reason their chemistry yeah. worked and their charisma worked. And, you know, Matthew Perry is hilarious. And so, yeah, there's things to defend and then things to, you know 
not defend. I wonder. I wonder. I mean, I, as far as I know, HBO Max is still doing the reunion. I don't really know what that is. Yeah, so I don't know what I that's going to be either. So it'll be interesting to see whenever that is finally able to happen. I think that was something else that was affected by yeah. uh, the pandemic. Uh, to see what kind of reaction that has. For um, sure. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you go next? Um, yeah, I, I, uh, the Microsoft groupies and the Google groupies I thought was really <laughs> the funny. Bing comments, uh, yeah. Letting your clipboard pencil dangle. Um, <laughs> we already talked about the, the mom killing herself jokes but yeah that was just i noticed that in this episode i was like if i feel like every episode we've done yeah there's been a comment about her mom maybe except for the pilot but even in the pilot there might have been i don't know but not just a comment like it just feels inappropriate i don't know maybe you could joke about anything in the 90s man like yeah you you really could it wasn't it wasn't seen that way i mean the skull thing was just kind of stupid Mm-hmm. But then, like, yeah, they, I don't remember what the joke was in Central Perk, but I was just like, God damn, like, and I don't let, know. And let me be clear. I'm not saying it's OK. I'm just I'm just saying it is no, one of those time machine like things where it, it, yeah. nobody thought that way. Well, I'm just telling you it wasn't I shouldn't say nobody. Certainly people that dealt with the topic probably felt it. But, you know, and, it, if it wasn't something close to you, you know, it was just it was a joke. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, that was not something that, you know, uh, had affected my life. And, you know, years later, maybe it has or hasn't. But I'm just saying for a lot of people, you know, growing up, you know, different things get you just like going back and watching things about like, you know, divorce or stuff like that. If you've been divorced, you know, it, it mm-hmm. whole different light. So it could be something like that's hitting me. I don't know. And then the festival of optometrists, I thought was really funny because the idea that Ben, I don't know if we're supposed to believe Ben didn't know that was Ross and Chandler. Right. You know, because we even and we even commented on, you know, Monica's all snuggled up to Santa Claus and like, right. that's that's fucked up. Like, well, I, I, I watched it before before writing those sins. I was very careful to watch it in. And the show is absolutely saying he thinks that's actually yeah. Santa Claus. The, the, he has the, to. The way that he's acting, the things that he's saying, there is not an ounce of him knowing that that's his his dad. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> really strange. That's all I had. Really strange. Um, the uh, you don't feel like you're going gonna throw up, do you? The question I ask myself every time I have to watch scenes of Ross attempting fatherhood somehow makes it into the episode. <laughs> Made me laugh quite a bit. Uh, Phoebe, did you get Joey all this stuff to drive me out of the apartment? This episode is thirty seven percent characters coming to this exact realization. Oh so true, uh, and that is Ugh. a sitcom thing where it's just like same joke over and over again, um, that kind of thing. Uh, and instead of calling you, I decided to wear it and surprise Ben myself because these hijinks aren't just going to ensue themselves. Uh, yeah, was... that was like a combo. Yeah, but I thought that was weird. Like, who would? What friend would do that? Like, I would like, like I would let, I would holler at Barrett and be like, "Hey, man, got this suit if you want it." Right. Yeah. No, I'm <laughs> just going to put it on and wear it myself without telling kid. you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. Let's move on to music video sins. Harry Styles. Uh, I believe the song is called Golden. I'd never heard the song before. That is not strange. That generally happens with these things. Um, you don't listen to Harry Styles all the time. I'm just that's weird. He's got a so nice voice. I, he's got a nice voice. He's not a bad uh, bad artist in it. No, uh, but it's not weird that you don't listen to it though. Correct. I mean, sure, sure. I understand. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't have a lot of thoughts on the song. What about you guys? Uh, it's, it's. I mean, I listened to it over and over because I worked on the. I worked on the script, but uh, it. You know, it's. It's kind of catchy, but it's. It's definitely not something. It's stuck in my head for a few days, but it's. It's not something I'm grasping onto. I think Barrett. I mean, he didn't write anything. I think Barrett is kind of a fan of Styles, if I remember correctly. Like I know yeah. he's had a couple songs where he's been into. I don't. He didn't say much to me about this one. 
Uh, but yeah, and I don't know. It was it was fine. It's real repetitive, and yes. there's not much to it's it. Extremely repetitive, and there yeah. there isn't hardly yeah. anything to it. So yeah, we can probably just get right into the sins themselves. Uh, I guess I can kick us off on this one. Uh, this song has more da da das in it than that "I'm Blue" song that I've been trying to purge from my brain <laughs> since the late nineties. <laughs> oh, I felt that one, and then of course was immediately thinking of that song for the next three days because mm-hmm. uh, that that's the point, just how it works. Sure. Um, since his departure from One Direction, Harry's been uh, interning at the Ministry of Silly Walks, and it looks like it's clearly paid off. Uh, that made me laugh quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harry included some of his audition tape for Paddington 3 in this video. <laughs> when told by the producers that they were not looking for a human to play Paddington, Harry replied, have you heard of the Scarlett Johansson clause? Uh, <laughs> I thought that was very, very funny. What about you guys? Danae, why don't you go next? Um uh the no way that harry's been running in a full sprint for the last 30 seconds and sounds like this with all the panting i continue to really in, mm-hmm. in, enjoy how mm-hmm. barrett delivers those and then just those driving gloves um which made me look at the driving gloves and then i it was just, they're very interesting that's mm-hmm. all yeah knows i love that too it was interesting i think i wrote i don't know if not i don't know if this was one where barrett just added a word or he had already written this it's possible we both wrote it i don't know but i just wrote driving gloves and then when he turned the script over i saw he had put those in front of it Mm -hmm. which i thought made it work so much better it's crazy how like one little word can just change everything Mm -hmm. sure magic (laughs) it is magic of Uh, christmas jonathan what else did you have um Oh, I, I did like this slight, I did like the comment about if only there were a channel that would make fun of these fucking things uh, when he was making fun of the State Farm commercial. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys, did you see the comment that was like, bring back... Um, Branson's? Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't see the comment, but I assume that's what you're talking about, yeah. Uh, why even wear a shirt at all was uh, was really funny. And uh, just uh, the, the wording of hairy nipples I thought was great. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, yeah no, was it, was, it was a really fun video. As always. All right, let's move on to Cinema Sins for the week. Uh, Doolittle was Ugh. the first movie up. This is the Robert Downey Jr. Doolittle that, uh, strangely enough, came out this year, guys. Uh, <laughs> like That was earlier this year. I- I thought I had avoided this movie because my daughter didn't want to see it. So I was like, oh, cool. Never going to have to watch Doolittle. Then I look at the, the schedule for, uh, for you know, December. And <laughs> it's like, well, I guess I'm watching Doolittle. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. And uh, it was as it was probably, I think it was worse than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> like, and I thought just, it was going to be bad. <laughs> it's just a mess, right? It's just one of those movies you look at and you go, how is this such a mess? You know, his accent's changing. Things are different. Like, the the movie doesn't know what it wants to be. It doesn't know in which direction it really wants to go. And there's it's, books. Like, there's there's already a story. I, and I don't know. Maybe this follows the book. I have no idea. I've never... Yeah. I don't, if I've read it, it was when I was younger, and I don't remember it. But uh, I can't imagine it's this bad, you know. Like, I, there has to be something there. I don't know that they've made a good version of this, though. I I've, I don't think the original is very good. The one from this, which somehow got nominated for Best Picture in the 60s. Uh, the Eddie Murphy one's not funny, which Danae and Chris did not too long ago. Yeah, yeah. I guess it was when this came out in the yes. theater. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's how that works. Uh, but <laughs> this was way worse. Like, this is just... this. It doesn't... It, it's one of those things where it just feels like they were trying to put content out there and didn't really have like any other idea other yeah. than let's get a good voice cast. Yep. Let's make these animals look as unshitty as possible. And um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it, it does not work at all. Danae, I'm no. sure you haven't s- seen this. No, I haven't. It, it has a lot of the elements that I think should be fun. 
Um, but in watching the sins video and just the, the questions and the plot holes and how things don't even like pay off and pointing out like we have 15 minutes of the movie left and we're just not getting to the island. Um, what is it? You know, like all of the ways that you guys are pointing out how this movie is disappointing, I think would have been a bummer to experience. So once again, I'm glad I don't go to the movies. Mm hmm. Yeah, and the entire uh, story revolves around the resolution of removing a blockage from a dragon's butthole. So, and the yeah. gas that ensues afterwards. So, it's yeah. amazing how many kid movie cliches there really, truly are. Like, we're not kidding; they're just there in every single one mm -hmm. of them. Yeah, yeah, it's for sure. Insane. Uh, I don't think I've mentioned this was an Atkinson Watkins uh, script. So, Jonathan and Chris wrote on this one. What did Chris have to say? He said, Doolittle is another in a long line of characters who used to be fun and now have a non-fun view of the world movie like Hook, Alice in Wonderland, and Christopher Robin. The story is that Doolittle needs to save the queen by finding some antidote on an island that his wife just happened to be looking for when she died. Almost everything about this is awful. I particularly enjoy Jonathan's comparison to the Polar Express when the main kid Tommy <laughs> tries joke. to jump over a gap in the bridge. They don't even try to make it look real. One of the weirdest things for me is how Doodle, Doolittle can talk to all the animals. And there's a part where he uses whales to find out where the island is by following Michael Sheen, who has the diary that shows the way. But I kept wondering why Doodle couldn't just ask the various aquatic life where the island was in the first place, because surely they would know. There's also a moment when Doolittle is climbing the side of the boat from the water and the rope gets severed and somehow still and he somehow still climbs it to the top of the boat. The people who died in the movie Open Water take issue with that. <laughs> I think ultimately we just didn't need another Doolittle right now. I know Disney is still hot from the Marvel stuff, but everything about this movie seems stale and overdone before anyone even saw it. Yep. Agree, agree, agree. Um, let's move into the sins. Uh, Danae, why don't you kick us off? Um. The squirrel narration about how squirrels are people too. Oh, so I good. So enjoyed that. Um, it's just kind of fun to hear Jeremy switch into that like David observant. Attenborough. Yeah. Yeah, David Attenborough. I don't know who David Attenborough is though. <laughs> he's the he's the nature narrator. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like observe and they're wild. Like yeah, I just yeah. it was so fun. I really, really enjoyed that. Yeah. Um the uh also, I know this is supposed to be cute, but I get major Twilight baby vibes from this lion. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I had so that word funny. now. <laughs> and he was he wasn't wrong, man. No, it, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> it just really yeah. cracked me up. Uh, um flipping the bird was fun. Uh, and then, uh, you mean if they had just waited a day or two, there would be a dead dragon here and you could easily take the Eden tree was a fun thing to point out. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was, that was, oh, oh, oh. And the final one was, um, oh, and in case you were wondering, and, and then the sin was, I wasn't, he fell from a great height. I assumed he was dead and I was fine with it. I love that one too. <laughs> I wasn't. No, not at all. Uh, I also enjoyed, uh, look, I get these are animals, but if you have to remind your staff not to lick surgical instruments, mm -hmm. you need a new staff. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Um, let's see. Uh, kid gets woken up in the middle of the night. Emma Thompson is a character. British. Yep. This is another Harry Potter. All right. Maybe even a Nanny McPhee. Uh, I thought was great. Uh, overbearing. Of course, I'm going to love that pun. That was beautiful. Um, this, this play was really 
one of my favorite. Um, the insect dick jokes are the worst dick jokes. It's the <laughs> it's in the dick joke almanac, which, by the way, is not the largest almanac, but it does provide longer enjoyment than most almanacs. Yeah, that was that was a fun oh. one to write. I like I went. I don't know that one just. That was a weird one. It just I went through a lot of variations on those things, and then I that think that kind of came to, came out came really, to mind really at the beautiful. end. Uh, really great. Uh, and then just the phrase, you see, they keep track of all the boats that are sailing through the ocean. It's kind of their thing. Uh, <laughs> made me laugh quite a bit as well. Uh, lots of lots of really funny stuff here. What about you, Jonathan? Um, interrupting a good butterfly orgy, I thought was really funny. Uh-huh, uh, uh-huh. And then and then that was followed up shortly by incomplete mice chess sets. <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I don't know how we can't mention more like Kong Dull Island. Am I right? Uh-huh. Uh, you had Michael Sheen movie and you fucked it up. <laughs> and then, uh, never mind, this guy directed Gold. I thought it was <laughs> really funny. Nice. Uh, loved it very much. And we can move on from Doolittle forever. <laughs> forever. Uh, forever. Let's talk about Ocean's 12. Uh, this was an Atkinson share script. Uh, so Chris and Barrett wrote on this one. It is the, of course, middle of the Ocean's uh, movies. Um, I guess if you include Ocean's 8, it's the uh, later middle of the Ocean's it's movies. It's the middle of the original. <laughs> well, it's not the right. original even because there's yeah. an original Ocean's 11. It's yeah. the, re- the trilogy, the sequel to the remake. <laughs> yeah. Jonathan, what do you think about Ocean's 12? Where's it rank for you in the Ocean's verse? Um, out of the out of the, the three with the guys, uh, I, I it's probably a little below three. I think it's a better, like, I think it's a better movie in a lot of ways than Ocean's 13. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think I, I enjoy Ocean's 13 more. 100% agree. Yeah. Ocean's 12 was interesting to me because I love European crime films and like, especially from like the sixties, which this is very much paying homage to. Uh, so I enjoy that aspect of it. I think Vincent Cassil is really fun. Um, and, um, I, I, I enjoy it, but I, I think, I don't know. It feels messier than the other two, I guess. It feels a little more like they really are just kind of like joking around with each. I don't know. It just, it felt like there was like, you could have taken 25 minutes out of this movie. I think, and you would have had just a tighter, more interesting movie. That's I think my that's opinion. right. I think that's yeah. right. I, I have a hard time with Ocean's 12 because mm-hmm. when I first watched it, I hated this movie, hated it with, yeah. a, with a fiery passion um, because I felt that the thing I loved most about Ocean's 11 was how they pulled off the heist and how they revealed it to you as they were doing it. Yeah. And Ocean's 12, the reveal that it gives to you, sorry, sorry if this is spoilery for somebody who hasn't seen it, but this movie's been out a long time, uh, is very, and, I, and we address it in the Sins video. It's one of my favorite Sins. I think it says something about giving the middle finger to the audience and shoving it up their mm-hmm. pee holes, which is exactly how I felt when I watched this movie the first time, because it takes everything you were invested in about the heist and says none of it mattered. None of it was important. The thing that actually happened was something completely different that you didn't know about. It comes off as not so much a twist, but just like we weren't actually showing you what happened. And it's just like it made me so mad that like all the the stuff that I was like thinking about and invested in just they completely trashed it. They didn't even care about it that I just I was angry at this movie. Uh, Yeah, it's a little convoluted. Yeah, and so I rewatched it. Um, well, but the problem is, it's actually not convoluted. Like what they what they go to at the end, where it was like all uh, a con, 
you know, like all the stuff that that we were thinking was the real heist has nothing to do with the heist. Oh yeah, that's fair. No, you're you're um, right. That's it's the opposite. So Almost. so so yeah, it was. It's one of those things where I had to rewatch it. I didn't have to, but I chose to rewatch the Ocean's movies this summer. <laughs> Somebody made you. <laughs> <That's right. Yes. laughs> Steven Soderbergh was like, "Listen, dude, <laughs> I didn't like what you had to say about Ocean's Twelve. No, so watching it a second time without that like n- that emotion hitting me, like I already knew what was coming." I was able more to see the positives of this movie mm-hmm. and more to see how how well done a movie it is. It's very uh, it's very well engaged, well shot. Like you said, it could be a little tighter, but um, but it's not it's not a bad movie. I just had a bad experience with it, and I think there's a difference sometimes. But yeah, yeah. and they kind of went back to more. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Ocean's Thirteen. I mean, neither one of these are anywhere near the level of Ocean's Eleven, in my opinion. Right, um, I agree. Totally. And Ocean's Eleven is a weird movie in so many ways. Um, like typically, if you get a big cast like that of that many names, a lot of the times that kind of falls apart for whatever reason, and it works perfectly here. Like Soderbergh balances them out really well. Mm-hmm. It's also a remake that is far and away better than the original. Yeah, I mean, not even close. Right. Uh, the original's pretty bad. Um, with the with the Rat Pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's 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 a great movie. It's one of the best movies of the odds, I think. Twelve and thirteen are perfectly fine sequels. I think thirteen's a little more fun. I think thirteen captures more of the magic. Agree. Of Ocean's Eleven, but there's a lot of stuff in thirteen that's dumb too, like that I don't sure. like. So, sure. uh, but uh, but no, I I think this is a really fun trilogy. Um, yeah. And I liked Ocean's Eight for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. I did as well. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to get a sequel to that, but I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Uh, Danae, what's your experience with uh, any of the Oceans film? Have you seen any of them or? I think I saw the first one. Ocean's Eleven? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> but don't really remember a lot about it. I I do remember um, thinking it was funny and uh, exciting to watch a heist. Heist movies are fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're one of my favorite uh, subgenres. And I don't I don't know that I watch very many heist movies. Um, so I guess in the list, it would be pretty short uh, as far as like movies entirely dedicated to just like going in and getting something, mm-hmm. which I think what I liked about Ocean's Eleven was how, you know, because when you have a movie and the whole thing is about planning something, you really have to make it more interesting than just sitting there planning something mm-hmm. because that's a super boring conversation to listen to. Right. Um, and so if you can... I guess missions impossible movies are kind of like heisty in a way where mm-hmm. they sort of have a mission to go in and do and right. um pairing that with action and comedy and planning if it's done well I think they're really fascinating but I I think perhaps I saw parts of Ocean 12 because I feel like I remember the scene when um Julia Roberts playing a character playing then herself meeting Bruce Willis mm-hmm. was super fun. And I think I have a memory of that, enjoying that scene, but I don't, I don't remember anything else about the whole movie. So it mm-hmm. might have been like a clip I watched. But that's a great example of why this movie sometimes doesn't work because I think that, I think that idea is fine. I think it goes on way too long. Yeah. Like it's just, it's like, it feels like it's 40. I know it's not that long, but it feels like it's like 45 minutes of the movie or something, but it, it, it just, it goes on way too long. But it is really, it is fun, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah. and Bruce Willis is having fun, and I don't know, it, you know, there's there's good here for sure, but yeah, totally, totally, too much almost, yeah, and there was way too much reliance on, oh, you know, 
everybody's going to just enjoy Clooney and Pitt talking to each other. They won't yeah. care if it's for an hour. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just... Chris did have thoughts on it. I yeah, can read those if you want. He said, Ocean's 12 has always been a guilty pleasure for me because it was clear that nobody involved took anything seriously and we're just glad to have a free Euro- European vacation on the mm-hmm. studio's dime. So there's a lot of those loose, anything goes quality things to this movie. However, yes, this movie isn't good. And it's exactly the kind of thing Rick and Morty skewed to perfection in the one crew over the crew coos Morty episode. <laughs> It's spiteful of the audience. The Ocean's 12 crew basically gets free information from an old master thief so they can steal the Fabergé egg before Vincent Castle's Night Fox can. It's clear that Night Fox is a way better thief than all of the Ocean's crew combined, but because of some clever script gymnastics, they get to win in the end, and the surprise is supposed to make the audience feel like they got their money's worth. The whole movie tricks the audience into thinking that the Ocean's crew needs to set up this big museum heist and goes terribly out of its way to do so, even though the egg's already been stolen. The only reason for this is because Lamarck, the legendary thief who's helping the crew, tells them to, quote, make a big show of it. That's the only reason provided. I'm not sure we send that, but here's an afterthought sin. I hated the fact that Cherry Jones plays Matt Damon's FBI mom, who somehow has drug jurisdiction when coming over to europe that shit is never explained in the end things i liked about this movie still have a giddiness to them julia roberts who plays tess uh, ocean but is asked to play julia roberts has its moments the night fox's dance the security lasers in the museum is still solid mm-hmm. and even the nonsense conversation pitt clooney and robbie coltrane have at the expense of damon is decently funny but i may have soured a bit on this movie from the last time that i saw it the the night fox scene he's talking about that might be that might be the best scene in the movie yeah um that's really good that's weird the series does have this weird thing with damon's parents like they try to make that a running joke because his dad's in the 13 right mm-hmm. super dave osborne yep yep plays his dad yep <laughs> so that weird. is correct that <laughs> is correct uh let's move into the sins themselves um i can kick us off on this one uh, this movie is like watching paint dry is a phrase that gets all the press when it comes to boring cinema, yeah. but I'd like to nominate for your consideration. This movie is like watching Julia Roberts supervise a paint mix. <laughs> I thought it was really <laughs> funny. That one made me laugh quite a bit. Um, I know the fact that these interactions with Yin, uh, with people speaking different languages is the joke, but I'm sinning it. Uh, this might fly in star Wars. Well, actually we send it in star Wars too. I just love the way that that sin ended, uh, made yeah. me laugh. Um, and then the, Hey, look, most of them got arrested just as planned because this movie set up, Oh, we ca- we talked about this one. This is the beginning of the one I was talking about, about the middle finger to the audience. That one stood out to me for obvious reasons that we've already talked about. Um, and then the Huba stank, uh, on the sign that did not say Huba stank. Uh, but <laughs> I don't know that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff makes me giggle, uh, the just because reason. it's, it's kind of trolly and, but it's still really funny, uh, in many ways. Any chance you make fun of Huba stank? Go sure, sure. And then I had to say uh, Elliot Gould's Ace of Base after he said yeah. I saw the signs. <laughs> it was really funny as well. Um, what about you, Jonathan? Uh, just, just randomly called like just the way they slightly called uh, called Matt Damon Jesse Plemons. It mm-hmm. was just so matter of fact. Yeah. It was very funny. Uh, I really liked the seven reference where it was asking, you know, does he know he's insanely hot? Maybe he's just sitting around reading Vanity Fair, masturbating to his own magazine cover. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really the half that gives us the true perspective of time. I thought it was really funny. And, um, of course they snapped a picture of him eating something because that's what, that's all Brad Pitt does. 
Yeah, I really liked all the Brad eating jokes in this one. There was somebody, in, and sorry if I'm stealing somebody's comment from the comment section. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I am, but uh, somebody in the comment section was, I remain convinced to this day that, that Brad Pitt is only allowed to eat in movies, and that's why he's eating so much. I wonder it's- if it's to get his jawline to pop out a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, the sexy jawline. Get a little bit of that that coming out, yeah. Like, hey, Brad, could you just chew this so that um, the 3D chiseledness of your jaw will just could pop be. out into could the theater be. and just whip everybody into a sexual frenzy. <laughs> it's funny it. the stuff that CinemaSins, working at CinemaSins has made me aware of, because that's definitely not something I was ever aware of until, you know, the last couple of years. But he does. He eats a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he does. Maybe he's just hungry. Maybe he eats on camera really, really well. Could be. Could be. Maybe. Some people, maybe if you give them something to chew on camera, it gets awkward. Like, they don't know what to do. <laughs> and they stall. Whereas some actors have the ability to chew and act at the same time. I don't know. It's a gift. It's definitely it's a gift. gift. Uh, Jonathan, were you done? Was that yes. uh, what you had? Danae, what yes. about you? Um, one of the sins I enjoyed pointing out, like plot related, was getting the egg back through the lasers. Like it's cool right. to go in through mm-hmm. the lasers, but how do you take the egg and get back through with the lasers? I thought that mm-hmm. was a, 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 something good to point out. Mm-hmm. And then the um, sin about the phone touching to the mouth uh was brilliant (laughs) yeah for sure enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at betmgm sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet when you register with betmgm you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features live betting options and the best daily promotions in the business and with betmgm at your fingertips every play and every game matters more than ever place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, mm-hmm. those are my dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are my. I talk. Wow. Is this how Aaron feels? When we're. Okay. We're going to try this. Okay. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at 
cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. I think we can move on to keeping tabs. Let's do it. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We're going to take a look at uh, some of the process of doing this thing that we do. Uh, some funny things while putting together the content for this week. Funny, interesting, could be anything. We don't yeah, know. sorry. I, I reverted back to thinking everything has to be funny. It certainly does not. No. Um, it can be boring like propane explosions. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's kind of boring this week. We already mentioned both of mine. Uh, the one uh, that we didn't go further into was researching the reindeer, Santa's reindeer. I, like many people, I think, always just assume they were a special species of reindeer mm-hmm. that could fly or that maybe maybe there was some kind of like Santa magic going on with the reindeer where he would like sneeze on them and then, you know, they would have, you know, reindeer properties or something. But apparently the, the history of the idea was that in the North pole, there is a magical mushroom um, that the reindeers uh, eat and get, and then, (laughs) then get high, you know, literally. Uh, I'm a reindeer. (laughs) um, So, yeah. So it was, it was interesting to kind of see that and be like, Oh, so they're not special. They just they just eat special food. So then why why reindeer then? You know, couldn't it be like dogs? You know, like a dog sled and then feed the dogs the magical, you know, mushrooms? Yeah. Like you Or know. those are those uh hares that the bunnies, you know, right. that are in that are in the snow, the snow bunnies. Or a little bit of each, maybe a bunch of God's yeah. creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Moose. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean a moose pulling a sleigh makes more sense. I th- I think you're right. I mean reindeer are big. Moose are bigger. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. So, anyhow, um, those you know hmm. the the names of those reindeer aren't special. Um, no. They can be swapped in and out with any reindeer that eats the magical mushrooms. Well, so. it makes sense that they were tripping balls when they came up with their names. That's <laughs> true. It's true. So that's mine, uh, Jonathan. What <laughs> Guys, about you? I know my name is like actually Carl, but I really want to be Comet. <laughs> <laughs> can you call me Blitzen? I want to be yeah, Blitzen. Yeah, I'm Dasher. I'm Dasher. <laughs> Maybe they had like the Phoenix, the Phoenix parents let them all name themselves. That's why yeah. they came up yeah. with River and Rainbow and Leaf. And... I'm Blanket. Yeah. Yep. It works. It works. Jonathan, what's your keeping tabs this week? Uh, better question. Better question. What is your drug-induced reindeer name? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, I'm bad with names. I'd be like, oh, my name, uh, Jonathan, maybe? <laughs> John? Note to self. Don't trip with Jonathan. <laughs> Uh, the only thing I really looked up that was even remotely interesting was I looked up if there were armadillo costumes, um, which that kind of created that weird scent about your friend Chad that pisses in his armadillo costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That was like I stepped outside of my body and wrote that scent. Um, but uh, yeah, so the, it was hard, though, because since that episode aired, they created the holiday armadillo costume. So technically, yes, you can get armadillo costumes, but I couldn't really figure out if they had them before that. And uh, but I did find out that armadillos are uh, there's mascots, so that so maybe you'd get something like that. Like it's mm-hmm. the Texas state mascot is the armadillo, which I thought was interesting because I thought Texas would have gone for something more. I don't know, something a little like, less roadkill, maybe. Yeah, like I just feel like Texas, they just they're so big and bold, like it, you know, like fucking Bronco or something. But anyways, <laughs> right, it's yeah. a it's an armadillo. Uh, Andy Armadillo is the Texas Roadhouse mascot. Mm. And then I also found out that Brazil had a mascot for their soccer team, 
In the 2014 FIFA World Cup, it was an animal on the endangered species list in Brazil, and they thought making it a mascot would uh, bring awareness to uh, saving the armadillo. Nice. I don't, I don't think it worked, but uh, they tried. <laughs> it probably didn't work because no one watches soccer. But that's a whole other story that uh, we probably don't need to talk about because we'll just piss off half of our audience, even <laughs> though they don't really like soccer. They just pretend to. But that's OK. Yeah. Nobody actually likes soccer. That's no, not a, that's not a real soccer. thing. That's not it's a real boring. thing. <laughs> I like soccer. You don't exist. Poof. Danae is gone. Um, <laughs> Danae, what, what about you? What's your uh, what's your keeping tabs? Uh, since I don't have a keeping tab, I'm going to be talking about a comment here and in the next segment. Nice. Um, I posted on Twitter, on our BTS Twitter, just for fun yesterday, just to kind of, you know, hear from you guys and hear what was on your mind. Um, and my my tweet was, hey, you know, just tell me what's going on and, and I'll pick some comments to talk about. And mm-hmm. here's the one that I'm going to do now. This one's from uh, Jagged2319 who says, um, posted a picture of their uh, the interior of their home. The There's no flooring. It's just like subflooring. Mm-hmm. And then like this little uh, table and a, a small um, blue sled, and on the sled is a Christmas tree. <laughs> it's a really perplexing photo. Um, here's the it description is. of the photo. It says, we are getting new floors tomorrow. And yes, that's my Christmas tree on a sled. They told us in January that the floors were going to be ready, but I don't guess they're not. Um, what's a sin that you would write for this picture? So it was kind of an open call to sinning and I was really enjoying some of your guys's uh, tweets to this photo. So feel free to go to our Twitter and check it out and you can add your own sins to the tweet thread. Um, there are people, uh, my, my favorite though comes from Tufus who says in honor of the first ever sins video, quote, this picture does not contain a lap dance. And I thought that was <laughs> really, really clever. Maybe this, this picture does not contain a lap dog. Um. Yeah, <laughs> you were having fun on Twitter yesterday. So, what is the what is the score now between you and your husband? Is he uh, is he is he inching closer? Uh, you're of course referring to the uh, Twitter battle my husband and I are in right now, which was just in jest. My my husband has no. Been it's trying- real. It's real, Danae. It's real. He- He's trying to uh, surpass or, you know, get up there over a thousand tw- followers on Twitter. And Which he did, right? He did. And yeah. then I realized he's really close to like passing me then if he keeps up this trend. And so I posted a silly tweet, you know, saying that I was, you know, jealous or whatever. And then it just blew up into this back and forth where uh, some of my beloved Twitter followers have uh, abandoned me. Actually, they're not really leaving my Twitter. Uh, they're they're joining on the fun and following my husband, and and so yeah, there's a lot of back and forth. Um, in fact, I think somebody, yeah, here we go. Uh, Chris E O'Neill says, uh, "Hey, CinemaSins BTS, um, you know, I, you can talk about how I'm actively trying to help your husband surpass you in Twitter followers. Put that in your comments section and smoke it." <laughs> Well, so there's this nice little rivalry going on nice. right now. We did. We actually, in our comment section, had both that and a little bit of the smoking uh, in the token uh, with, the, yeah. with the reindeer. So, yeah. So we uh, had but both. There's a, there's a lot of really fun comments on this thread. So I'll pull some more on the comment section and maybe we can um, just focus on Twitter for a little bit. Because oh, we nice. appreciate you guys yeah, um, we do. on that platform. Yeah, we love it. Uh, let's get into it then. Let's hit the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. 
We're going to take some time to uh, read and possibly even respond to some of your comments in the various places that you can put them, including the videos themselves, uh, as well as Twitter, Discord, and other places where you comment on the week's content. Um, Danae, we're going to let you go last since you've already mentioned you kind of... Or I can go in between you guys multiple times. You know what I mean? Like, you go, then I go, then you go, then I 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 go. Well, I'm going to save, I'm going to save mine for... It'll be, it'll be, uh, the new podcast D in the middle of A and J. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm going to save mine for the end then. It's a little more serious. Um, and so I'll save that for the end, but, um, Danae, why don't you go first? not serious. And then Jonathan, go, and then you can do a few more if you want. So what do you... Okay, what do you okay. want to start with? Um, I think I'll I'll start with uh, Joe Bearded Nerd, who says, as shit as this year has been, I want to thank you guys, both the A and B mm-hmm. team, for making this year suck much less. You have kept me laughing, laughing and distracted from all the garbage of 2020. So thank you. And I hope next year is better. So thank, thank you. you. That's that awesome. means a lot to us. Yeah, okay, well, that was that was kind of serious. Now mine's going to sound really stupid. It's okay. Here, I'll do another one. I'll do another one. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm uh, kidding. Go ahead, though. <laughs> Sweet Chicken Sir says, in all caps, screaming at us. Ready? You didn't tell me Gourmet Hound would make me cry, or maybe you did, but fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty funny, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, no emotional trigger warnings uh, yeah. on that one. You missed that one, bud. Jonathan, what about you? Mine is from Doolittle. It was uh, Mimi Lord said, I knew this movie would do little at the box. (laughs) 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 That's amazing. That was killing me. That is amazing. I could could not use that one. Listen, I don't know if I'm right here, but I'm going to bring it up anyways. But are you sure it's not Meme Lord? It's Meme Lord. You are correct. (laughs) Did you say Mimi? (laughs) He said Mimi Lord. <laughs> you pulled a me. I would do that. I did. It was yeah. It's a me and me, so it's definitely me. It's the drugs, man. Yep. It is. It is Mimi eating a macaroon. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, Danae, why don't you throw out any others that you want to throw out before uh, I do mine? Okay, and then I'll do some maybe um, in the outtakes because there's some My cool goodness. questions. Why don't you just maybe take over can... the show? It was a fun. It was a really. It fun really thread. was. No, it, it really, really was. was. And I would say do as many as you want right now. It doesn't bother okay. me. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, some of them are questions, though, so they're more conversational. Maybe we can do those in the outtakes. Um, I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, sure. Okay. Whatever. Um, here's Can't one believe from... I said Mimi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I got to tell my wife about that. She'll die. <laughs> uh, this one's from Volk Tyler, who says, why is parenting a toddler in quarantine so hard? The emotions, the injuries, the uh, unintentional swearing and not eating meals. Time to relax by going back to work. The real question, why is parenting? Yeah. I loved this. Um, I feel that. Uh, I don't, you guys aren't tod- uh, parenting toddlers during quarantine time. Nope. No, yeah. I, I am. Oh, not toddlers, no. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, it really is a lot for us. I don't know if this is helpful. We actually try to like um, go around the house in sections like we'll have time where we're in one area of the house and then we're like, okay, let's go over here now. <laughs> like, oh, it's your room. Um, or, oh, it's the f- near the door now. Or uh, now we're back in, you know, so we try to like mm-hmm. change the quote unquote scenery and of course go outside. And now that it's starting to get colder, that's not as easy to do. So I feel your pain, Tyler. Yeah. Um, you know what? Do what you got to do. Sometimes it's just movie night and y'all need to just crash on the couch and just mm-hmm. binge movies and it's okay. Um, but it is a lot. We also, um, every night we, we say, uh, we have uh, like prayer time, but our prayers are all 
just us saying thank you. We don't like ask Gratitude. God for stuff. Yeah. We just say thanks for stuff. And we end that time by saying, um, help us to get some good sleep tonight and to learn to love each other better. That's pretty much the only thing we really ask for is just to find new ways to learn how to love differently. And I think that's actually been our mantra and mm-hmm. uh, it's helped us to have a little bit more grace for each other too, uh, as we're all just, you know, constantly around that's each really other. Nice. Yeah. So, Maybe that's helpful. I don't know. Nice. Um, here's one from Fat Cat Three Two One, who says, "I don't know if this has been addressed yet, since I'm catching up on past episodes. But Jonathan could always eat Cheetos with chopsticks instead of making machine to eat them. That's what I would do." <laughs> it has been addressed. I've been I've been told to do the chopstick thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Have you though? No, no, I haven't done it. I don't think I've even eaten Cheetos since then. We actually just got some at the grocery though, so maybe I'll try that. Ooh, okay. Nice. Um, um, I've also been. I've also. I do know what that song was. Easy Lover uh, from a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Good, good. Thanks. My, well, my wife actually. Uh, I asked her right after the episode. She knew immediately, and uh, but then I had a lot of nice people on Twitter just be like, "Hey, just in case, uh, I think this is the song you were thinking of." So yep. Like, yeah, I appreciate Thanks. it. Cool. A uh, quick shout out to Mikey Hates It, who uh, on that same thread posted adorable dog pictures. So if you want to see adorable dog pictures and get distracted by a cute puppy, go check that out. Um, and then the last one I'll do right this second is from Joseph C. Shizen Davis, a.k.a. JCD, who says, what is one movie that you wish you could go back and see for the first time again? Oh, so many. So yeah, very that's many. A hard, that's always hard. I don't know. Oh, man, that one's easy for me. Yeah, what is it? Gravity. Mm. That was one of the most incredible movie-going experiences of my life. Yeah. I guess for me, it would be something that had like a really cool twist. So maybe something like Sixth Sense, maybe uh, Usual Suspects. Yeah. You know, something like that. Like that had just like a, you know, had like a, had like a big yeah. twist Especially at the end. That would be Sixth, fun to experience again. Yeah, Sixth Sense is a great answer for me too, because yeah, that's a practical answer because I'm assuming with the the context of of the question, I would also because when I saw Sixth Sense for the first time, I kind of I already knew what was going to happen, and mm. to be able to watch that one without knowing anything about it, like any context yeah, or anything, would be, would be cool. would be really fun. I'd love to have been able to have that experience. Chris, yeah. uh, Chris was working um, at the theater at the time that came out, and me and a couple of of our friends uh, went to see it. And uh, as we were walking down the hall, he happened to be working that night. So he was coming towards us. And he's like, what are you guys seeing? And I said, six cents. And he, I just remember him looking at me going, oh, come talk to me about that after you're done. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had already seen it, you know? And I was like, I don't know. I just, I remember that night very well. That was a, that was something I was expecting nothing out of. You know, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know who M. Night was. He had done a couple movies, but they were smaller. Right. And uh, Blair Witch at that time was like the big movie, right? Nobody was talking about Sixth Sense because they both opened around the same time. And Sixth Sense ended up, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. although Blair Witch was a hit. I was going to say, they're Sixth both, they're both destroyed you know, it. pretty yeah. important. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. I will get to mine. This comes from Low Key, and it's a comment on the brand new CSPN uh, um, page, the Cinema Sense Podcast Network YouTube channel. No, we can't do that. We will get sued. Uh, but anyway, Loki responded to, I think it was during the out, was it during the outtakes, uh, last week on our show where I had, we had some conversation about, uh, pronouns and about, um, Elliot Page, um, 
coming out and saying how he wanted to be addressed and, and all those kind of things. And I had some questions that I was asking. And so Loki uh, responds uh, to that. He says, they, uh, because I was talking about using Pronouns. the they mm-hmm. pronoun and finding a way to make it more commonplace. Uh, they has always been a singular pronoun in some context. I found a glove. I wonder if the owner knows they lost it. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so we do have that built into That's our language uh, a little bit already. Um, as for adopting he slash they, this is when I was talking about putting in my own pronouns as he slash they just to encourage people to use they more frequently. Uh, if you identify as he slash they, then go for it. If you identify as strictly he, then you would um, then would you feel comfortable saying my pronouns are he slash she? It's an interesting concept because it comes into uh, into another area. Maybe we'll hold just my thoughts on this after finishing the whole comment. Uh, Loki continues to say, thank you for the conversation addressing pronouns. The more people talk about pronouns in a sensible way as you did, the more progress is made. So by being willing to listen and to use and respect Elliot Page's pronouns, even if you're not 100% sure you understand the nuances, you are absolutely helping and being allies, which means a lot. Keep up the good work. That meant a lot to me to hear that because it is uh, sometimes uh, a little bit scary to walk into those conversations being someone who is, um, you know, a cis white male and being somebody who, um, you know, has the, the biased privilege that comes with my life. And so it's, it's always a, uh, it's a little scary because you don't want to come across. I I do not want. Yeah. It's a hard conversation in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be insensitive and I don't want to, again, co-opt anything. Um, that that isn't mine. And the stuff we've learned just in the last like couple of years about just, things that we thought were harmless that we were saying, like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like yeah. being like colorblind and, yeah, you know, yeah, just, yeah. you know, just, I mean, not even, I mean, that's, that's, that is scary. Cause you, you don't even know sometimes if you're going to offend or not. So, so I, I guess what the, the suggestion about doing he, they goes to is the heart of my question that I still don't understand. And it's okay. It's okay for me not to understand. And I think, uh, Based on this and in, in kind of some other response I've gotten privately, different things, um, you know, my pronouns are he, him, and that's fine. And, and, I, and I, you know, I identify as a male. That's, that's great. But there's an there's a interesting philosophical distinction that I go into, which, again, is treacherous, which is it sounds like uh, this person who I don't believe genders themselves in any of this conversation, so I will use they – uh, just because uh, I don't want to misgender, right? Like, am I doing that? Like, is that? So, you know, if you don't know someone's gender, I think it's m- more appropriate to use gender neutral pronouns like they, them. But they say that you would, um, would you feel comfortable? You would do that, yeah. Would you, if it was a, would you say she? he, she? Mm-hmm. And no, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't identify as female. But my understanding of they was that it was more gender neutral as well. That it wasn't right. a third gender, but it was gender more neutral. Like neutral. And that, to me, is a distinction that I think we have to come start to understand more of that. Because if they is specifically referring to trans a transgendered gender, that's different than they being gender neutral. Right. So... Um, so Interesting. that's that's where I continue to think about this and try to be obviously respectful about it, but also to understand what they them means. Because if it is if it's not gender neutral, then no, I shouldn't say go ahead and say they them. But I think and it is that is because you commented. So thank you for doing that yeah. because that's what helps the conversation continue. And obviously here on the podcast, it's just 
you know, Aaron and Jonathan and I, but then you guys, you know, can weigh in as well. And so that was really a, a definitely appreciated perspective and will and educational and we have more questions too now sure. so and i think my instinct is that it's probably a little bit of both as with many things that there's balance because obviously even in the example i found a glove i wonder if the owner knows they lost it it has to be gender neutral there you know um so it is it is obviously a word that that can be used as gender neutral but it also may be specifically indicating something uh as well like so that's yeah. and that's usually like if you don't know who the owner is you don't know if it's a man or woman so mm -hmm. that's i mean that's kind of where that stems from right the use of they yeah mm -hmm. yes exactly it's gender neutral that's that's why yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. you did say that sorry. yeah interesting interesting stuff yeah so thank you for that really appreciate that keep the conversation going really appreciate the the idea that the respect is in continuing to think about it continuing to talk about it you know and continuing to um try to understand even the parts you don't understand and it's okay it's okay that you don't understand you know, like ignorance is yeah. if you are not satisfied in your ignorance, uh, that's what that's where you start to get into trouble. Like if you're if you're satisfied in being ignorant, that is the issue. But if you are ignorant, but trying not to be ignorant, that is, you know, admirable. So we shouldn't be scared of that. So thank you for that, Loki. Appreciate it. And now two more comments from me. <laughs> no, I said we were going to end on that. <laughs> OK, so this one comes from Scruffy Matt 42. <laughs> We can do those for outtakes. We can do the other ones you have for outtakes, since that was your plan to begin really with. I just really want for a really everyone. awkward fart noise. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Aaron. So, He's ever like, guys, no. No, no, no. It's fine. So uh, so thank you, Loki. And we <laughs> really awesome. do appreciate it. And let's move into Beyond the Sins. To infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're going to talk about something else from the world of pop culture that we have seen recently. Um, Jonathan, I'd like to hear from you first. I'm going to talk about Steven Soderbergh's new movie, Let Them All Talk, because that's really the only thing I watched last week. But um, no, it's it, uh, one of the newer things I watched last week. Um, so this is Steven Soderbergh. Is it Soderbergh? It's Soderbergh, right? I say Soderbergh. Yeah. Because I said Soderbergh. I don't know why I said that. Mimi. Um, <laughs> Steven Soderbergh's new film, which... I don't even remember where I watched it. it. Was HBO Max, right? Yeah, yeah, it's on HBO yeah. Max. HBO Max, and uh, I have too many streaming services. Uh, uh -huh. First world yep. problem. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, I watched it when it came out the other night, and um, I really, I think I, I really enjoyed it overall. It's I, from what I understand, I didn't do a deep dive into it, but I read something. I believe it's mostly improv. I can go a little bit more in depth. They had the know? yes, they had the writer with them. It was okay. written but not uh scripted. So Okay. so uh, the idea of the plot, the story, the situations, the gotcha. scenes, that was all written and then during the shooting they improved but also worked with the screenwriter to craft lines during the scene. So okay. they would say, here's kind of the thing, you know, they'd go through it and then they'd say, what about this line for this moment that you said this and they you know, do it again, do another take. That yeah, because kind of like, so this, so this stars Meryl Streep, which she was in, I, I believe it was last year, the laundry came out. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, uh, she was in that last year. So she's reteaming up with Soderbergh for this one. Um, and she's co-starring with uh, Diane Weist and um, uh, Candace Bergen, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And um, they are three longtime friends and they go on this, uh, they go on this cruise together. Meryl Streep is a, I guess she's still a famous author. I guess she was, I guess she would still say she's a famous author, right? Yes. 
but they're but the publishers are really concerned that that her new book's not going to be on time. They don't know what it's about. There's a lot of concern there. They decide to send her to this like is it a conference I think or something to where she's going to talk and they decide to put her on this cruise to get there and um, she decides to bring along her two old friends Candace Bergen and Diane Weiss and you find out pretty quickly they have not been really close in the recent years and there are some things there are some reasons for that mm-hmm. um, and that's kind of what the movie ends up unveiling and then you have a couple other characters that uh, Jimmy Chan plays uh, one of the people that works at the publisher. And uh, her nephew comes along. Lucas he, Hedges. Lucas Hedges plays her nephew. And uh, this, um, I, I really enjoyed it overall. One thing that really got me was um, Meryl Streep. Um, I mean, Meryl Streep, I feel like almost is kind of like just a given that she's going to be great. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. like, I, I don't know, but I don't know that she's really surprised me or like wowed me. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last like maybe like decade, but like in this movie, I felt like she was doing something a little different. This felt kind of almost like Devil Wears Prada, but like not that she's not mean like that. But um, I don't know. There was something about this kind of had a little bit of that performance in it, but it was something very different that I've just never seen her do she, before. Like she takes just the way on, she composed herself. Yeah, she takes on an artistic aloofness. You know, like yes. how artists like can can become you know, kind of elevated yeah. in their, the way they talk and the way they, and it's addressed in the movie too. Her friends kind of yes. make fun of her for it a couple of times. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's like this, there's this great moment early on that I kept thinking about where uh, there's another, there's another writer on the cruise and he's, I think he's supposed to be kind of like James Patterson, mm-hmm. yeah. um, like Michael Connolly. Like he's a crime writer. He's a very, very popular crime writer. Very prolific crime writer too. Yeah. Very yeah. prolific. Yeah. So I, I think he probably was supposed to be like James Patterson and, um, or, you know, like him. Right. But um, there's like Candace Bergen and Diane Weiss are talking about how much they enjoy him and how much they like his books. And the way Meryl Streep is just like supposed to be like, really? Like, but, <laughs> yeah. but his books are bad. You know, like that, that's not that's not really writing. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. was just, it was just it was just this great little moment. And um, and just the way they play off each other and stuff. Yeah. And, and, and even though it's not, I guess, true improv, I mean, they're creating the story with the writer, however, they're doing it. Um, it kind of brings this unique perspective to really the, does. To the yeah. material. Because, um, I mean, I don't know, like, in the end, I don't know how much really, like, happens for that. I mean, it's very, it's 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 not slow, but it's it's definitely more of a mood piece, I would mm-hmm. say. Sure. I think you're either going to be on board or you're not. I think you're going to know pretty quickly. <laughs> that was an unintentional joke about them being on a cruise ship. But uh, I think you're going to know pretty quickly if you're on board, like mm-hmm. if you're if you're into it. But if you do get into it, I think you're really going to enjoy where it takes you. Yes, um, I agree. So, I, you know, I, I don't know. It was it was a really unique experience among movies I've seen this year. And uh, Soderbergh, once again, just doing something like that he's never done before. I mean, it, I feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, he's tackled some of the same themes and stuff, maybe, but like hasn't, you know. Um, I don't know. This style just seemed a little different for him. No, it's um, it's really cool. I Soderbergh. The thing that can, continues to amaze me about him is just how he likes to give himself challenges and mm-hmm. and make fun movie stuff. You know, the idea of taking the Queen Mary from New York City to London mm-hmm. um, or wherever it ports in in the UK, uh, and to actually film the entire movie on that crossing because it's not a cruise; it's a crossing. Mm-hmm. Uh, to film that entire movie in that 10-day crossing of the Atlantic is it's just really interesting, right? Mm-hmm. And, and to pull it off like this is 
um it's really well done i, I enjoyed yeah, it as i mean well. even if it like it sometimes feels like he's just kind of bored and he just wants to do like you know he shot mm-hmm. the one movie on the iphone and mm-hmm. Uh, you know stuff like that, and uh, but but if if what comes of that is stuff like this, I'm I'm on I'm cool. Like, I, yeah, I me. I did a uh, Soderbergh um, binge this weekend and watched mm-hmm. a lot of his movies. Uh, for most of them, you know, repeat watchings, and I just I'm thoroughly impressed with him. He has grown on me as a director over time, and now is one of my favorite directors of all time. It's just speaking oh, of pro- yeah. being prolific, he's just done so many movies, and they're always good. Um, I shouldn't say always. I haven't seen all of them, but um, but for the majority the of part. them, the majority of them are are from good to really good to great. And to do that many movies and have them all, you know, and even when it, they don't like completely work, like something like for me, like the good German, um, yeah, that wasn't one that I was really sold on. But at the same time, like it was still interesting. Like there was some, you know, yeah. There's always something you're gonna grab onto in, yeah. in any of his movies, and just to see the diff, what he does with independent films versus what he does with studio films. I mean, it's just I don't know. It's just fascinating. Yes, yeah, I feel like a- it's. I almost feel like it comes almost like irritatingly easy to him. Like he can <laughs> yeah. just do. He yeah, he was made anything. to do it. Yeah, he was definitely yeah. made to do it. Um, it's crazy. Yeah. It's good stuff. Today, what about you? I am going to talk about a um, comedy romance. A rom com. A romedy comedy. <laughs> yes. Um, a romance comedy. That's what they're called. Um, this was recommended or was talked about in our Slack channel. Somebody on the team's wife was watching Dash and mm-hmm. Lily on Netflix, and so I was like, "Okay, if if she likes it, maybe I'll like it." And I watched it, and I did. I enjoyed it. I watched the entire thing. Um, it is a Christmas rom com. Now. I feel like I'm a different person recommending this right now. But there are some elements of this story that are really kind of fun and refreshing and unique. Um, essentially, there's two kind of like awkward teenagers who are just at that precipice of like becoming their own adult, but they still kind of live at home or they still have parents to kind of answer to living in New York. And it's around Christmas time. Um, and the uh, girl, Lily, leaves a notebook in a bookstore for someone to find and uh, communicate back and forth with and try to develop a friendship or a relationship or something. She's just, um, and, and you come to find out the whole story of, uh, of why she did that in the first place. And they, they develop the story in this really intriguing way. It's not always just a straightforward storytelling. They kind of go back and forth and fill in some of the details as the show fills out throughout the season. And I, I really enjoyed how they did that. Um, uh, Dash finds the notebook and they begin to communicate back and forth. There's rules about how they're supposed to communicate. And essentially like little dares that they give each other as they realize that they're trying to kind of move the other person out of their comfort zone. So for Lily, who is kind of like a, a romance, loves Christmas person, um, Dash has her do things that are outside of her comfort zone. And for Dash, who is a cynic, uh, Lily has him do things outside of his comfort zone. And so they're separate. They're not really to, you know, together on on camera, but the notebook kind of ties them together. And so it's edited really interestingly in these scenes where they're, quote unquote, talking back and forth through the notebook, uh, through like narration and and clever editing and things. And I mean, there's there's definitely cinnable parts to it. You know, like, for example, a scene might develop where, you know, Dash is uh, reading the notebook and you're hear- hearing Lily's narration um as she's talking to him and then 
at the perfect time after his first bite, he reads the next line of the notebook as if it's a conversation where mm-hmm. in reality, he could just binge this notebook. So you have to kind of just buy into the fact that this is the way that the story is being told. Um, and it stars Austin Abrams, who uh, was uh, in Euphoria TV series known for and also in This Is Us recently, uh, as well as quite a few others uh, on IMDb. The Walking Dead he's been in. So Kings of Summer. So there's some... some names i recognize there um and then the lily is played by i think it's midori francis i might be saying her name wrong um and she was some in oceans eight i guess uh and uh maybe like a scene of gotham or something so she has like a little bit of um acting chops too i really enjoyed them i liked how that was played out i didn't mind the ending uh it is a rom-com so you kind of like assume you know where it's going but it has enough of unique unique moments that are delightful and heartbreaking and interesting and different enough that I didn't mind it. And so Dash and Lily is on Netflix and I would recommend it. Very good. Um, I mentioned I... Oh, oh, should I also say it's 100% on Rotten Tomatoes still? Okay. Oh, nice. Well, that's very good. Everybody has at least kind of liked it. Yeah. I am going to talk about a movie from my Soderbergh binge. Uh, There were several I could mention. I do want to say before I mention the one I've decided to land on, if you haven't rewatched Out of Sight in a while, do it immediately. It mm-hmm. is an astonishing movie, and I had not seen it in a long time and was just blown away. It's it's my favorite Soderbergh movie now, and it wasn't before I rewatched it, and it may end up in my my top movies of all time list as I, I redo them this year. It's um, one of the best adaptations too. I mean, he pretty much just straight adapts. I mean, he he changes up the he changes up the um, the structure a little bit, but it's an Elmore Leonard novel. And yeah. uh, it's pretty much just a straight adaptation of that novel, and it's 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 really well done. And and it's it's I mean it's Ocean's Eleven style stuff too. Like there's mm-hmm. a, there's heists in George, George Clooney being George Clooney. There's an incredible cast. Like, but this this isn't the one I'm talking about. I wanted to talk because this one is one I believe is criminally underseen, and it's Side Effects. I rewatched Side Effects. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a Soderbergh movie that uh, has Channing Tatum in it, as well as some of the other Soderbergh staples. Um, And it is about, including Jude Law, it is about the idea of using drugs as part of a murder mystery. Um, And when I say drugs, I mean prescription drugs, like, uh, you know, kind of the big pharma kind of thing. Those count. And so I had loved this movie the first time I saw it. Um, as with many Soderbergh movies, it felt like it felt, you know, flew under the radar. And so I want to bring it up again because after rewatching it, I am even more convinced this is a really well done movie uh, and very engaging. The mystery part of it is engaging. The acting is engaging. The way the plot moves and where it goes is not only interesting, but satisfying. Um, and man, Soderbergh just makes great movies and side effects may be one that you haven't taken the time to see. Uh, and so I wanted to, to bring that up. For I love it. That's beyond awesome. the sins. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And haywire. Um, see that one as well. And contagion. Hay- uh, and <laughs> and all of them. Haywire. Haywire is one I haven't seen in a while, but I remember really enjoying that one too. Yeah. Yeah. But back to the comments on Twitter. <laughs> no, no. That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Sins this week. <laughs> Don't forget to make sure that you are subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. Uh, if you've got anything you want to send us in the mail, we do have a P.O. Box. Uh, you can mail it to P.O. Box 881, Republic, Missouri, 65738. Uh, you can hang out with us on Twitter. I am at Aaron Dicer. She is at Denise says. 
D-E-N-E-E-S-A-Y-S. He is at Sam Loomis 13. So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, the Mimi Lord Almighty, and myself, we will see you next week. <laughs> Happy Hanukkah. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BTS at CinemaSins.com. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting CinemaSins.com slash BTS. I'm telling you, that that's the theme for Mandalorian. That oh, has been in my doing. brain like an earworm for days. I love that theme. Like, I will watch the entire credits of that just show for song. just for that song because there's this moment that comes in da, where da, it just da, like da, da, it just swells and like the full orchestra comes in i'm just like man this is this is some good it's music a good song yeah. yeah hey hey so today is when the syncast youtube channel switches over to the oh, yeah. cinema Sins podcast network has it switched no it'll go live any minute now as soon as the syncast episode uploads to youtube then it will it's everything's getting flipped over CSPN. I'm sure there's another CSPN out there, right? Like there, oh, sure there, there has to be. Oh yeah. Wonder what it would Canadian Sports Podcast Network. Um, uh Cream Pie. <laughs> okay. Salmon. You know. Pot pie. You're you are you are not Nutella. great at initialisms, Danae. <laughs> <laughs> I just it's like a list yeah. with hyphens. It's, have to Danae's be version of coming up with a fun initialism is like, uh, let Food. me just think of random words that start with each of these letters. Yeah. When you mentioned doing a D&D podcast, I thought it should be called D on D&D mm-hmm. uh, and that you should go over the weekly uh, shows. It should be like a recap show for D&D podcasts and YouTube shows. So yeah. like you would talk about, you know, what Dungeon happened Run, on Dungeon Run Nad Pod, and Nad Pod, Critical Role, and Critical all the Role. ones I keep up with. Yeah. And, and you just maybe... do a recap. And, that title uh, sounded sexual to me, just FYI. <laughs> what, Dick D on D&D? On D&D. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the beauty of my name. <laughs> <laughs> it's the D. I'll say ass. That'll be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody is going to use that as their text notification. Yeah. That's how amazing that was. <laughs> Bartholomew. We're going to talk about something else from the world. All right. Every time? We have to do it every time now. One of you is going to have to do it every time. Oh, That's how this shoot. works. Well, I was just going to do I was just going to do a shout out to Derek from Connecticut oh, yeah. who actually we'll, we'll sent us a postcard. Outtakes. We'll throw it in yeah, the outtakes. Yeah. We're throwing a bunch of stuff in the outtakes. Uh, yeah, somebody sent us a postcard, so shout out to Derek for uh, for yeah, sending Derek. us a postcard. Uh, Derek says, um, I've been listening to you all. The insightful conversations plus the laughter and camaraderie you all share brings me great joy. Keep up uh, the good work with much appreciation. Derek from Connecticut, we got your postcard. I actually have it up in my studio. So thank you for that. Thank you. Super cool. I love getting postcards. That makes me super happy. All right, Danae, what other comments did you okay. want to make sure we addressed? So Scruffy Matt 42 said, behind the sins and Sincast, play among us. You know you want to do it. And you know you want to stream it on Twitch for all your fans to watch and enjoy. Come on. You know you want to. Come on. <laughs> My, I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm so annoyed with that game, though, just because I have to hear about it. My daughter tells me, like, these detailed stories of, like, getting screwed over. And I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things. It's like your kid tells you about something so much. Like, you just, that's the last thing you want to be involved in. Just, like, I'm every, so unaware. Every 
car ride is just stories about her playing Among Us. And it's like, oh my God, I'm never, no. I would super be down for some Twitch gaming. The mm -hmm. issue would literally be just making sure that somebody on the team knows how to set up all the streaming yeah. needs. Yeah, because me. all of us are just like, at the end of the day, we've worked 50 plus weeks, we got kids, we got stuff to do. And then if we're going to sit down and game together, which genuinely sounds to me like a fantastic yeah. time, someone's oh, got to put the work in. Yeah. Yeah. Follow, I would love follow to. My, uh, follow my Twitch. You can subscribe. Follow my Twitch. Yeah. Uh, Danae says. Twitch.tv slash Aaron Dicer or Twitch.tv slash Danae says. Um, you'll notice that um, I don't know how to twi Twitch still, <laughs> but we'll get on that. The other comment that I wanted to bring up was from Edward the Fifth or the Fifth Edward on Twitter that says... I just want to take this opportunity to thank everyone on the SENS team for being so open and candid about mental health. You all have helped me identify my severe anxiety and get treatment. I'm feeling more in my right mind now than I ever have before. So thanks again. Yeah, I responded Absolutely. to that. That, that hit me. That yeah. yeah. Nice. I'm glad he's doing well. You don't want to do the, the comment calling me out for not following anybody? You don't want to. Oh, you I, don't was gonna wanna, do that that one. I was going to do that one. Do you want to do it? You no, should. I mean, I thought it was interesting and I'm not sure how interesting the answer is or how much it makes me look like a jerk I face. Do, but. I do Not that I wouldn't follow them, but like I just, you know, people will start following me and I'll go look at it. And then it'll like almost always it'll be like Danae or behind the scenes follows on. So I'm like, well, I'll be I'm going to be an asshole if I don't follow. So. And whereas whereas I do that, I'm just like, yeah, I'll, I'll be that guy. I don't, I, don't need to, I don't need to follow everybody. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Read it. What? Because I forget okay. exactly how they worded it, but it was obviously where they were coming after me. So, yeah, let's. I'll, I'll stand up to it. Let's let's do okay, this. Okay, this one's from. Uh, do you want me to say the name? It's up to you. I don't. I don't. It's whatever. I don't. I mean, he tweeted it. I yeah. It's he public. Cared. It's okay, not okay, like okay. yeah. <laughs> so Jacob the Hodge says, or the Hodge. I don't know why I say Hodge. It's Mimi. It's, we it's say Mimi. Mimi. Yeah, it's Mimi. <laughs> uh, I just want to know why all of y'all follow me back, except for at Aaron Dicer. Hey, is he too me. good for us? Please confront him about it. Nice. That's right. Yeah, it's very. I I do think he's one I follow for quite a while. No, yes, he's saying everybody does but me, and uh, and that is the case with with uh, several people. Can, can I tell you what I think it is? It, why why I think you don't do it first? And you can tell me if I'm oh, wrong. Oh, sure, this is a fun game. Yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Um, you're incredibly specific about who you follow because mm -hmm. you like your feed to be a specific way. Yes, but also. You really love your ratio. <laughs> like yes. you, you covet the ratio and you're like, okay, I have to be real, real careful here because my ratio is so solid. Uh, oh, my ratio is bad. I, listen, here's here's what I will say. I don't like the follow back game. So that's part of it too, which is like, hey, follow me. I followed you. And so I just made a rule for myself. I cannot follow uh, more than 200 people. It's just I, it, my feed just becomes unusable at that point. And so I, you know, I'm very, very careful about it. And so I apologize. I know you only follow 200 people. That's I can't do more than that. I that just possible? can't do more than that. I, it, <laughs> I don't even believe And it's been you. that way for a long time. So, so remember how I was telling you guys that like I have that one pin tweet and anyone who likes it, I followed them back. Um, it's a, for me it's like a you like me and that's like you took the time to read my pin tweet and you like it that's mm -hmm. so cool i'll follow you back so like recently there's been a couple people that um they've liked it and then i followed him and i've gotten a private message being like it's true you do follow back <laughs> so, <laughs> and i do think that that's really fun and i get to see what other people uh are interested in sharing and liking 
but it is like I can never get through my feed. I never I, have like feed completed. I guess I that's just it. never been a. I don't know. That's something that's right. Really it's not a priority me. for some be- some people, yeah. but yeah. for me, you are a completist. I'm a completist, and I and I'm and I'm an effic- uh, efficiency person, and f- so for me, I have to be able to read every single tweet from the people I follow, and so when I'm going through and doing that, um, you know, I don't I don't want to miss anything, and so I can't follow more than 200 people. In fact, I think I'm over 200 right now, like at 210, 210. or something. I just looked you and up. I didn't believe. So you. I every month I will go in and and make sure that I you know keep it right at 200. So I you know 10 I will unfollow 10 people at the end of this month. Oh man. Um, so yeah, I, I tried to I tried to think like that uh, yesterday as we were joking around about my husband and his follow ratio, and he mm. is doing the follow back game and things. I I was like, okay, well, should I like pare it down since I do have so much? I started going through all the people that I follow, like from the beginning of time, uh, things I don't necessarily need to follow, like the companies, for example, like Sure Microphone. I don't need to follow Sure Microphone, right? So then I'll unfollow them. Um, but it, yeah, it's 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 an interesting world of trying to go in there and decide who I don't like want to see. Mostly I think it's going to be brands that I thought was fun like Wendy's or something like that cuz if Wendy's is something major, somebody that I know is going to retweet it. And we can have and we can have a beautiful Twitter relationship without me following you. That's the thing. Like I'm not muting you or blocking you. Like I can see yourself like if you respond to my tweets, I can respond back, I can like, I can mm-hmm. you know do those kind of things. It's just when I'm looking at Twitter, I have a you know a specific system that I use to be able to kind of stay in touch with the the really, really high priority stuff that I want to make sure I'm understanding and seeing. So wow, so that's yeah. crazy. So that's 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 the answer. The answer is it's nothing personal. Uh, oh, every single one not. of us yeah. is on the chopping block. In fact, I fully expect next month <laughs> I'm going to be up there. <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if if you don't win your first bet, BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. 